Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know that y'all have other things that you could be doing, so thank you. I will try and use it wisely. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, tell others about it, I appreciate that very much. I'm grateful. It it helps helps the podcast to grow when y'all do that. So, thank you. Not a lot on the old homestead. The chickens have decided since we put some fresh shavings back in the coop that it's okay to start to lay again. So we started to get a few more eggs and the chicks that we ordered are still all alive minus that one. And we have managed to keep a few of the fruit trees alive that we planted this year, I think, despite the heat. Of course, we still have, oh Lord, another month or two of summer, which is depressing in and of itself. So, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us individually and as a nation. Forgive us for not being better stewards, for not doing a better job teaching our children and future generations about you and the history and heritage of our nation, or allowing those who care and respect neither you nor authority or history for coming in and teaching things that aren't true and that are harmful to our children. Help us, help us to turn back to you, Lord, and to have our country turn back to you and the education of our children as well. Your son's name we pray. And God, my words today. Amen. We're going to go back to John Adams one more time, folks, and then we'll move on. We've got a couple things I'm kind of interested in talking about, although I am with most things. March 4th, 1797. Uh, inaugural address. And may that being who is supreme over all the patron of order, the fountain of justice, and the protector in all ages of the world of virtuous liberty, continue his blessings upon this nation. Talking about his wife, Abigail Adams, teaching their sons, their children, let them revere nothing but religion, morality, and liberty. This is a big one considering most of the uh, places across the country are getting ready to go back into public school, homeschool, private school. Uh, This is a huge one because of the issues we have in education in general and why you see so much turmoil in education across the nation today. This is 
1778, June the 2nd, uh, journal entry. In vain are schools, academics, and universities instituted. If loose principles and licentious habits are impressed upon children in their earliest years, the vices and examples of the parents cannot be concealed from the children. How is it possible that children can have any just sense of the sacred obligations of morality or religion if, from their earliest infancy, they learn their mothers live in habitual infidelity to their fathers, and their fathers in as constant infidelity to their mothers? So, there's probably more than this, but there's two huge points that jump out from this. One, the marriage is central to the principles that our children learn, the home life. And if the marriage is strong and the home life is strong, that gives that child a much better chance. And and the stats back this up so much, it's it's almost not worth talking about. But if you go out there and look for any statistics on single-parent homes, fatherless homes particularly, you'll see that uh, drug use, jail time, mental issues, violence, just lower academic scores, just issues across the board, Uh, teen pregnancy, out of wedlock, births, they all skyrocket when you don't have biological mom and dad at home with those children. That's just, that's, that's what the stats outline. And, and we'll come back to that at some point and, and actually go through them. But you can look up real quickly uh, what happens when kids grow up in a broken home. And if you really folks, all you have to do is walk through the halls of just almost any school across the country. And just for a couple of weeks, and you'll see that the vast, vast 90 eight plus percent of the problems that we have in education as far as the students the students involved come from broken homes and it doesn't matter whether it's uh, there's only one parent at home or the parents got divorced and remarried and does that mean that all those kids are bad no not at all absolutely not but what it does mean is that almost all of the problems that we see come from kids that come from those families right or lack of families the other big point from his entry here is that if we don't teach religion and morality if we don't teach christianity and the principles of jesus christ in our schools if that's not the center of our schools and academies and universities then we might as well have not set them up. It would be better, right? His first line, in vain are schools, academies, and universities instituted. If loose principles and licentious habits are impressed upon children in their earliest years. If we don't have God and the Bible at the center of education, then our schools, whether it's K through 12, or colleges or universities or 
JUCO, you know, JUCOs, junior colleges, community college, it doesn't matter, whatever you want to talk about. It's going to be worse than if we wouldn't have set those up at all. And you see that today, folks. You see that. You look around and look at the condition of our public education system. And it absolutely goes back to the fact that we no longer have God and Jesus Christ at the center of our education. July 3rd, 1776, the day following approval by Congress of the Declaration of Independence, John Adams wrote to his wife, Abigail Adams, It is the will of heaven that the two countries should be sundered forever. It may be the will of heaven that America shall suffer calamities still more wasting and distresses yet more dreadful. If this is to be the case, it will have this good effect at least. It will inspire us with many virtues, which we have not, and correct many errors, follies, and vices, which threaten to disturb, dishonor, and destroy us. The furnace of affliction produces refinements in states as well as individuals. And just to give you an idea here of how intertwined Christianity was in the thinking of our founders. When we look at this last line in this letter to his wife, the furnace of affliction produces refinements in states as well as individuals. You go to Proverbs in the Bible, right? And depending on what version you look at, blows that hurt cleanse away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. And so you see just the world view of these founders again and again is based on the Bible and the principles of Christ. July 1st, 1776, Continental Congress, John Adams speaking to the delegates of the 13 colonies. Before God, I believe the hour has come. My judgment approves this measure and my whole heart is in it. All that I have and all that I am and all that I hope in this life, I am now ready here to stake upon it. And I leave off as I began, that live or die, survive or perish, I am for the declaration. It is my living sentiment, and by the blessing of God, it shall be my dying sentiment. Independence now and independence forever. We need a little bit more of this attitude, folks, and the men and women of this country. We have been living for decades side by side with citizens that enjoy and promote and support and give money to and time to and energy to and vote for evil. And we have pretended that we can live side by side with these people with not only no consequence for them or us, 
but continued blessings from God on our marriages, families, lives, and nation. We've forgotten what our founders saw, and they didn't want to go there, folks. Even into the war, there was still hope of reconciliation with Great Britain for some. But it just wasn't meant to be. You cannot reconcile good and evil, and you can't coexist either. And that isn't just about the national political leaders, folks. It's really more prominently about citizens, individual citizens together. I think we've got, let's see, time for, I can find my time. Yeah, we're going to read this one. We read it often. It's just, it's a great quote. Statesman, my dear sir, this is June 21st, 1776. Statesmen, my dear sir, may plan and speculate for liberty, but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. The only foundation of a free constitution is pure virtue, and if this cannot be inspired into our people in a greater measure than they have it now, they may change their rulers and their forms of government, but they will not obtain a lasting liberty. They will only exchange tyrants and tyrannies. This is such a huge point, folks, today, because we like to we like to poke fun or fingers at one politician or another and say, well, it's all their fault. If we had just elected a different president, if we had just elected a different senator, this would all change. And, and that's true to a certain extent, folks, but the problem is the people that get elected are just a reflection of us as a nation. The politicians that, that get elected are just a reflection of us as a nation. And, and it's not just some of y'all out there are going to say, well, the last election was stolen. Okay. If it was, that one election didn't put us where we are. The last 10 or 20 have. We have been going down this path with these values and electing men and women now who do not, are not Christian, who do not have God at the center of their lives. And then we want to look up in the, in the passing moment of the day and say, well, it's so-and-so's fault. If we don't have Christianity at the core, as John Adams said here in his quote, we can change our government, we can elect different people, we can do whatever we want to do, but all we're going to be doing is exchanging tyrants and tyrannies. We have to get God back at the center of our marriages, our families, our schools, Sadly, some of our churches and our, our public life as a nation. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.